and welcome to Second Impressions, the show where we give things a second chance. My name is Danica. And my name's Emma. And this week on the show, we're gonna get a little bit spooky. So spooky. Hold on to your hats. Don't your listen to this in the dark. And hold on to your butts. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get into the spooks, um, words. it's the first new segment on our show, I guess. Emma, what are you drinking today? Oh my god, how did you know? Uh, this evening, I'm drinking uh, Philips Brewing Slipstream Ale. I've never Classic. had that before. Really? Oh my god, I don't think so, so good. It is Tell so good. It. Uh, it's creamy, which is like... <laughs> kind of the wrong descriptor for a beer it's always weird when you describe beer as being creamy but you know what some beer is creamy yeah so it's kind of creamy um i don't know it's good it kind of tastes like a lager okay but but creamy but it's an ale but creamy it's a creamy yeah yeah i guess it's like between a lager and ale it's pretty light beer Uh, i like it for summertime it's just a good like classic if i pick it up or like order it at the at the restaurant, I know I'm going to like it. Phillips makes some pretty good down. stuff. Yeah. Although they make a lot of um, IPAs, and I'm not super into that. I got into IPAs kind of like Ooh. four years ago. Oh, this is not recent at all. No, no. <laughs> but I'm still like exploring that whole that whole um, hoppy area. The hoppy side Beers. of beer. I don't know. The IPAs, hoppy times. The hoppy side of beer, yeah. Yeah. I'm willing to get into it, but I am also um, afraid. Something afraid I will of, not I do is the sour beers. That's a hard Oh, pass. and I'm really into sours. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> They're just interesting. Uh, what are you drinking tonight? I'm drinking tea. Oh, look at you. I'm an you old lady. You tea granny. I, shut up. <laughs> no, it's okay. I love tea. Me too. It's a it's a ginger peppermint tea. Oh, that sounds really good. Soothing. It's really nice. It feel it's very soothing in the evenings. And I was at the doctor's today, and so I'm not feeling. I'm actually feeling pretty good, but I'm not feeling a hundred percent. So, some ginger to make me feel Just better. Just what the doctor ordered. It's really not, but <laughs> but I'm sure she wouldn't say it's bad. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. All right, let's get into it. We're getting let's spooky on this one because we're talking about Goosebumps books. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I don't know. Was that spooky sounding? Not really. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. It's okay. You're just not. Mm, no, actually, you can be a very scary person. <laughs> Our nickname like... for you for a very long time was Genghis Mom, because you are just very protective, and you just want to take care of us, meaning all your friends, but you do it in a very overbearing way, <laughs> where if we don't do what you're telling us, you just whip out the big guns, and you can get pretty scary. Genghis Mom. Genghis Mom. She's here to rock. Yeah, I'm also trying to embrace my witchy side a little bit more because recently I have noticed a influx of gray hairs on my head and it's kind of freaking me out. But I started I... getting gray hairs at age 20. Oh yeah, me too. But right. I only had like one and now I have maybe like a hundred. <laughs> but if I 
just, you know, embrace that witchiness, start dressing a little bit more like that, then it's like the gray hair is just like part of the whole shtick. And yes, join me. makes me feel better about myself. Join me on the dark side. Yeah. Just try not to spook my coworkers too much because I haven't worked there for very long. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you don't want to... Well, although you could do it to, I don't know, assert your dominance. Oh, I've, I'm already doing that. Like, oh, okay. without the witchiness. <laughs> yeah, that's that's more about <laughs> attitude. That's not really about how you dress. I literally had an interaction with a coworker where he was just, like, teasing and just being like, oh, Emma's being so mean, blah, 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 blah. I asked him <laughs> to do something. And I was like, no, this is just how I'm asserting my dominance. Like, I said that verbatim. Amazing. I just great. <laughs> They know you're not messing around. No, absolutely not. Yeah, I've had multiple people tell me that they were intimidated by me when they first mm-hmm. met me. Yeah. But then they got to know me and then um, they realized that I'm not that scary at all. No. Uh, and I don't know. I just don't really see how I'm super intimidating because I'm very small. And I just don't. I think that I have a pretty friendly personality most of the time. So You do. You do. Maybe it's just like once you get to know you, though. How are you with strangers? Like, pretty good. It depends on how they approach me. See, that's, that's maybe... And I kind of, I kind of touched on this last week. Like, if I am walking down the street and I have my headphones in because I'm listening to a podcast and somebody comes up to talk to me about literally nothing, then Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be super friendly towards you because you have interrupted my podcast to just compliment me on my hair. And I'm like, that's great. I know. Like, I know my hair is cool. You didn't have to interrupt me to tell me that. But thank you. I had a stranger today. Um, I was biking home from work, and right now it's Bike to Work Week. And there's, like, these tents out where you can, like, get food and water. Nice. And some tents have, like, a mechanic at it. This one, though, you could register your bike with the RCMP. And Oh, great. Yeah, you got to do that. Yeah, so I did that. I stopped to do that, but it ended up being, like, a five-minute thing. And I was so close to being home. But anyways. Oh, this so was stopped. on your way home? Yeah. Okay. I stopped to do it. And I was just like really sweaty. I was so tired from work. <laughs> and they have to like take all these pictures of your bike. And then the last picture they take, they want like a picture of you with the bike. So that like they can prove that you own the bike. Yeah. And this guy fucking pulls up. And he's going to register his bike. And... Just as I'm about to get my And he steals taken. a bike and runs away. <laughs> no, there is an actual, like, RCMP officer there, so that would have been really been dumb. pretty funny. Um, but as pretty I'm about to get my picture taken with the bike, um, he, like, asks the woman taking the picture, I'm like, or he's like, um, can you smile? Are you supposed to have a serious face? Like, you're getting your driver's license picture taken. She's like, no, you can do whatever you want. Like, you can smile. That's nice. Smile with your bike. You're happy with your bike. And I was just kind of standing there, and I wasn't going to smile because I just wanted my picture to be taken, and then I can go. And he's like, yeah, smile. I'm going to pose with my bike. My bike is my friend. But he's looking at me and saying it, like telling me to smile. And I'm just standing there. And then he's like, oh, yeah, that's nice. You look good with that bike. And I was just like, fuck you. Cool, thanks. Yeah. I'm literally just doing this so that if my bike gets stolen, I can probably find it. Yeah. So I just, like, was whatever. I was so tired. I wish that I hadn't been so exhausted because I would have just told him off in front of that nice old lady. But 
She's <gasps> like, I can pose with my bike however I want. Yeah. I'm gonna do a... I'm gonna jam it up your ass. <laughs> yeah, that would be a great picture. Absolutely. <laughs> One for the books. Although it would also be like, is it my bike or is it his bike? <laughs> I'm holding it, but it's being shoved up his ass, so... <laughs> Could go either way. It would have been worth it. <laughs> we should move on. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh... Okay. Goosebumps. 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 Um, the books specifically is what we tackled yeah. this week. I did not watch the movie. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. So, yeah, Goosebumps <laughs> has been around for a long, long, long time. I think it started in either the early 90s or even the late 80s, maybe? Uh, um, well, I read Goosebumps early number one, and it was 1992. It sure was. <laughs> I'm looking so, at it right now. It was 1992, so early 90s. <laughs> there it is. And it's been going on, like, to this day, has been Goosebumps books. They're written by R.L. Stein, who, if he's not a household name in your house, it should be. Yeah. Because he's written freaking hundreds of books, mostly for children and mostly in the horror genre. But he's also written books for adults, and he's written, um, like, joke books and comedy books as well. I literally don't know anything else that he's written other than Goosebumps. Oh, yeah, no. His other, um, like, they're still, like, children's horror series, but they're not Goosebumps. Um, There is Fear Street and Rotten School. And there's a couple others as well. Um, But it's still in that same genre of, like, children's horror fiction. Well, he does it so well, like, why? He has been called the Stephen King of children's literature. Okay. Yeah. Like, prolific enough? I'll, I can... I'll give him I that. can get down with that. And he sold over 400 million copies worldwide, and that's of all of his books, not just Goosebumps. Uh, Goosebumps was also a TV series in the, like, mid to late 90s, and there's been three whole video games based on them really yep i've seen one of them um computer games and console games but i couldn't tell you the consoles i've only seen one and i think it was uh horrorland and it was not very good genesis (laughs) it wasn't the genesis i don't know what it was on playstation i think i think it was on a playstation (laughs) um or a ps2 and um yeah the video games and then in 2015 there was that movie with uh jack black yeah and there's gonna be another movie out this year like a sequel sort of a sequel but i don't think it's gonna follow the same story because jack black isn't playing rl stein in this one i think he's just coming back as a dad (laughs) what I thought he played the dad. He did play the dad. The dad was R.L. Stein. Oh, really? Yeah, it was, like, obviously, like, a fictional version of R.L. Oh. Stein, but it's, like, that's the plot of the movie, is, like, there's this kid. I haven't seen the movie, by the way, so this might be wrong, but <laughs> there's a kid, and he's just moved to town because his dad has died. Not Jack Black. Some other guy. Maybe you never see him. I don't know. Um, and so they move to a new town, and he meets his neighbor, and his neighbor is this, like, spooky man 
who is like, stay away from my daughter and don't have anything to do with us or else bad things will happen. <laughs> but he really likes the daughter and they become friends. And then he like breaks into the, the guy's house and finds all of these books locked up. And they're the Goosebumps books. Oh. And he opens them. And uh, the monsters come out of the books and, like, come alive. Oh, it's and like reverse Jumanji. No, it's like real Jumanji. Kind it's of. like Jumanji, but in book form. Gotcha. Also didn't see that, um, the new movie. Didn't see that one with The Rock. Me neither. I love The Rock, though. Me too, but I also really love Jumanji, which is something we should add to our list to rewatch. I don't... It might, I mean, I could tell you all of my thoughts right now. Uh, first impressions, great. Second impressions, still great. Because I've watched it recently. <laughs> Have it's you? Great. Not that recently, um, but, you know, I don't within the last it. five years. Oh, okay. I don't know if I've watched it within the last five years. I'm going to add right, it to well, the list anyways, because that's a great film and I want to rewatch it. We could do a first impression on the one with Ooh. Jack Black and The Rock. Yes. Let's do double feature. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay, um, so this, there are so many Goosebumps books, there's a lot of them. Couldn't tell and you how many, because they also have different series that are yeah. part of the same Goosebumps series. It's like... So I don't know how many there are. Definitely Probably over 50, over 75. Oh, I was gonna say over 100. Maybe over 100, I don't know. But, um, since, you know, we're poor millennials we didn't want to go buy these books so we went to our local libraries i tried going to a bookstore first i tried going to a used bookstore because there's one right across from where i work and i want to support the local businesses and the people in my neighborhood blah 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 um and the people there are just super nice and i was just searching and scanning over all of the shelves and i finally found a chunk of rl stein books and they were all fear street Oh. Not a goosebump to be found. And so I went to the Damn. library, and they had exactly one goosebump book. So, so which goosebumps? Yeah, so because we went to the libraries, we um, had different selections of goosebumps books to read. So we ended up reading two different goosebumps books, which is fine. Yeah, I'm uh, going to tell you all about mine. Yeah. I'm going to go first, though, because I read number one. Oh, yeah, I absolutely want to hear from you uh, first, but before that, yeah. I want to hear your first impressions. Oh, right. That thing that we have to do. <laughs> How does this show work? We've only been doing this for, it's been a month now, this is episode six. Yeah, yesterday was our podcast one month anniversary. On, Good job, us. On May 29th, so. Wow. Happy birthday, little baby. Wait, uh, that's not when this episode's being published, though. No, that's why I said the date, so okay. I'll know. Um, so, hey, guys, it's May 30th when we're recording this. What's up? How's so, your June 3rd? You're in the future. We're in the past. <laughs> Not when I'm drinking, dude. <laughs> so first impressions, Goosebumps. They are, were published by Scholastic Books, which... Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how it was in those days. I'm pretty sure that this was a thing, but I remember in elementary school when we had our scholastic book fair and you have your scholastic 
catalog that you would order from. It was so dope. You'd like mark off all of the books that you want to get, which probably was like 10. And then like your parents were like, no, you can pick three. So you'd have to pick three books and then you'd send in your order and then you'd have to wait like a couple weeks and then everybody's book orders would come in and it was the best day. It was so good. It was Christmas at school, basically. Yeah. So I associate Goosebumps pretty much with like that time in my life, being in elementary school and just loving to read. And, you know, like (laughs) every summer I'd have my own little like book list. I was such a little nerd. Oh my God. And I would want to... Nothing's just... changed. You still have a book list. Yeah, but I abandoned that for a while. I'm just, oh. like, trying to get back into that. <laughs> um, you just reclaiming your book nerd. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so, yeah. in the summertime, though, I'd want to, like, I'd have my summertime reading list, and I'd want to read, like, 30 books, and I would spend... Maybe you know, just, read like, two. All the... No. I'd maybe re- I would read, like, 10 um, I would. I, was I wouldn't really busy do anything. In the summertime. I yeah. Well, you had all your like extracurricular stuff. I didn't really yeah. do anything. I just like sit and read in the sunshine, and it was amazing. That does um, sound really good. Yeah. yeah, I remember. So I've always been kind of a scaredy cat, like not too big of a fan of like the horror genre. Right. But I did really like the Goosebumps books. Um, Why? They. I, well, I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> they were tell like. Me out. The story was, I guess, compelling enough to me that I wanted to read it. And then the scare, like, the book's only 120 pages, so the scare was over pretty quickly. Everything got resolved. It, nothing was really leaving you hanging. But That's a good point. I, and I noticed this the second time around reading it as well, is that every chapter ends on, like, this huge cliffhanger, and you have to read, like, the next couple of pages to kind of get that resolved, or the next couple of paragraphs, mm. so I had a really hard time, like, putting the book down and coming back to it the next day, so I would have to, like, read the whole thing. Yeah. To get it, Which like, wasn't that hard to with. do, unless no. you had something, you had, to, like, a, a prior commitment to go to. Yeah. So, I don't know, I just, I, I really loved books, and these, this was one of the series that I distinctly remember from my childhood, and... Um, I liked them. First impression, over. (laughs) In conclusion, I liked them. (laughs) That's so good, uh, because my first impression is a little bit different. Tell me. Well, the Scholastic Book Fair thing is exactly the same, because that Mm -hmm. was always just the highlight of the school year. And because they didn't just sell books, they they sold stuff as well. Oh, yeah. And there would always be, like, you know, additional things that I would want. Like, what what would they have? They would have, like, backpacks and, like, notebooks and stuff like that. And so mm-hmm. I would always get, like, a few books and then maybe something else if my parents let me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah, the Goosebumps books were always in that. And I remember when they would do... They would have, like, the fair in the library, you and you would get to go and actually, like, look at all of the books. It wasn't just the catalog. Yeah. That was always really fun. And so Goosebumps would always be pretty prominently displayed on there because it was a huge series. Um, but they were too spooky for me. Oh. I was very easily scared as a child. <laughs> I am a little less easily scared now. 
still don't have a high tolerance for horror, but it's like my relationship with the genre has definitely like changed over the years. But when I was a kid, I wanted nothing to do with it. I was like, nope, it's too scary. Can't handle it. <laughs> so I don't know that I ever like properly sat down to read a Goosebumps book. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I really want to say that I read a couple from uh, Rotten School because those ones weren't so much horror as they were just gross, and <laughs> gross stuff doesn't really do anything to me. Um, so I think I read one or two books from that series, but not Goosebumps. I think I watched a couple episodes of the show, but that's really it. And then the other reason why I didn't really read them um, is going to make me sound a little bit douchey but but I had a really high reading level as a kid and so I was always being pushed (laughs) by my teachers and my parents to like challenge myself and so because of that I was reading young adult literature when I was still a child and then I was reading you know adult books not too long afterwards so I kind of missed out on a big chunk of children's literature like I didn't read Harry Potter until I was a grown-up seriously seriously oh my god yeah See, that's when you need to have a summertime reading list, because then you can just fit it all in. I was so busy. I always had, like, (laughs) just so much, like, it was always just, like, a bunch of family stuff, and then I would always have, like, dance camps and, yeah. Yeah. Just a lot of activities. Busy Yeah. So, uh, my first impression, too spooky for me. (laughs) Got too spooky. Way to sum it up. Yeah, man. I just, like, couldn't handle it. It wasn't tough enough. That's okay. Could you handle it this time? (laughs) Yes. I was able to handle it this time. Thank you for your concern. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. I, you know, I probably would have never done it if it weren't for you. (laughs) And this project and this baby that is our podcast. Yeah. So thank you. You're welcome. For your ongoing support. You and the uh, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> just knowing they're uh, there just makes it all better, right? Yeah, it really does. All right. Is there anything else that you like remember? What was your like what was your relationship with horror as a child? Non existent, basically. Okay. Um Goosebumps was about as spooky as it got. I remember watching are You Afraid of the Dark, which was a Canadian, yes. um, like, kids horror show, I guess, where these, like, five or six kids would, like, be around a campfire, and then they'd tell spooky stories. What did they call themselves? The something oh, the society. The Midnight Society. The Midnight Society. Yeah. Yeah. And, fun fact, Ryan Gosling was on there when he was He really sure young. was. I've seen him, because that, um, series is on Netflix right is now. It? Yeah, dude. Oh my god. Okay. I know what you're doing later. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so I've been um, watching a few episodes. I just uh, hit the red part there. Nice. (laughs) Um, Oh, shit. I'm so excited. Okay. Um, And so I did watch that show, but um, there was always this, this the opening sequence of the show, they show different scenes from... They're different stories, and one thing I still really can't handle is, like, spooky dolls, and, like, Chucky, Mm -hmm. or 
Annabelle that came out a couple years ago. I did not mess oh, with yeah. that at all. Um, and then during the opening sequence, there is always a scene of like a spooky doll in an attic, and I would yeah. have to cover my eyes. Oh it, no! But I watched the show so often that like I could time it properly, so I'd be like, okay, it's coming up next. You knew exactly when to close your eyes, yeah, and then open them. No okay. creepy dolls for me. Yeah, um, that's amazing. Yeah, and then I remember reading like another scary book when I was a little older than Goosebumps. And right. it gave me, like, nightmares. I would have nightmares a lot as a child. Aww. And um, so that's why I just didn't really mess with I fell out of my bed a lot stuff. as a child. <laughs> I remember being really young and I had one of those, like, things that it was, like, a grate, basically. Oh. <laughs> you would, like, shove it under the mattress and then it was, like, like a little thing screen. put on toddler beds to keep your Yeah. To keep, to keep them from rolling out. I mean, yeah. this is when I this is when I would have been like a toddler, I think, a little bit bigger than that, um, like a young child. So like, yeah, definitely I'm not in ask a crib. Keegan if it's still there. Def- it's not. <laughs> I stay very still when I'm sleeping now. <sighs> yeah. I will fall asleep and wake up in the same position. That's that's spooky. Anyway, that's weird. <laughs> anyways, so. Yeah, my relationship with horror, like, pretty much not really a thing um, until I got a little bit older, like, 12, 13. Then I started right. getting to more, into more spooky things because I could handle it. Air quotes there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I also I remember, remember, though, like, my mom... I hope she's not listening, but whatever. She'll listen to this later. Um, <laughs> she, like censored what I would be allowed to watch also as a child so oh sure like, I wasn't allowed to watch Power Rangers or <gasps> oh my god and those were my two favorites <laughs> I did watch them when I went over to my friend's houses hell yeah um you had to yeah and then so I don't think that she would have like let me get into anything too spooky right uh so that's another thing wow what yeah. is there to censor in either of those shows violence oh she was not a big proponent of violence in kids shows and yet she will let me watch looney tunes all the time (laughs) yeah you want to talk about cartoon violence yeah anyways uh let's move into our second impressions (laughs) (laughs) yeah let's get into it um okay so you read Literally book number one from 1992. Yeah. Which is called... Welcome to Dead House. I love it. Yeah. Give me a quick synopsis. Basically, uh, Amanda and Josh, I think they're the two main characters of the series. Was Amanda and Josh in your book? No. Okay, whatever. Amanda and Josh. They're these two kids, uh, like 11 and 12 or 10 and 12. Mm Mm-hmm. They move with their parents to this town. Wow. Called Deadwood. I did not... I think it's called Deadwood. I didn't write it down. That was dumb. Um, They move to a town. Their dad, his great uncle dies and leaves them a house. A free house. So they move to this... They just like... He quits his job. They just pick up They move to a city called Deadwood. Something like that. Yeah. (laughs) Or Darkwood. Uh, I don't know. Anyways, it's, like, definitely a very foreboding name. Yeah, it's, like, either way, you know, this yeah. stuff is coming. And it's, like, four hours away from 
their the town that they live in. It's a big deal. Amanda and Josh, like, they go visit the house and they can immediately kind of sense, like, something doesn't feel right. It's very cold. It's very shadowy. Mm-hmm. And almost immediately, like, Amanda sees a ghost in the house. Great. But her cool. parents don't believe her. Of they end up not. moving. And then they meet, like, some kids in town. There's more parents not believing stuff. Basically, all of the residents of the city end up being ghosts. They were killed in, like, a chemical accident or whatever. The factory, like, exploded and released this gas that just killed everybody. Oh, and super And every year they have to lure one family to their town to kill them to, like, feed themselves. Cool. And Amanda and Josh end up, like, defeating them and rescuing their parents, and then they all just, like, leave. Good. Okay, so happy ending. Yeah. Everybody makes it out alive. But then, like, so at the ending, I was like, well, it's a kid's book, so I'm trying not to read too much into it, but all of these stupid English literature courses and just like, what does it really mean? And they're, at the end of the book, they see a new family come to uh, check out the house that they're moving out Classic. of. Yeah, and just gotta keep the story going. Yeah, basically. And A, like, such a dick move. They don't warn them that everybody in the town is dead. And they're going to, like, lure them to their own deaths. <laughs> and then yeah, like, B, wait, go away. Yeah. B, um, throughout the book, a lot of the kids say to Amanda and Josh, I used to live in your house. And they're like, what? That's so weird. Like, we live here. Why did you used to live here? But those kids, like, were the families previous to them that ended up getting murdered by the ghosts. Right. Like, that makes a lot of sense, yeah. And that's what Amanda says to the new family that's moving in. So no, I'm you like, can't do that, Amanda! <laughs> I used to live in your house. Uh. Um, so I'm like, is Amanda a ghost now? Like, did they actually die? Because their, like, whole sequence when they defeat the ghost and save their parents seems very unbelievable. They basically oh. just, like, push a tree over. A huge no. tree. I think that's how a lot of the solutions. No, I know, but it's just my like English literature brain being like, right? You know, no, I mean, like if it's not super clear, then yeah, maybe they just kept this cycle going. I don't know. I should have read the second book to see if Amanda and Josh were in that one. (laughs) Yeah, because they weren't in mine at all. I did borrow it from the library. It's sitting on my. On my table, I just didn't get around. Did they have to the second it. book as well? Yeah, man, they I had gone like, to the bigger library. They had like forty goosebumps. Wow! Except for the one that wow, you borrowed the from the library. <laughs> yeah, um, man. Yeah, I should have so, checked online to see if the um, the bigger branch had more options, but I was feeling stressed for time, and I just really wanted to. That's get, fine. Get a book. You want to hear about mine? Yeah, and then I'm going to and then I have like a couple questions to pose. Okay, tell me about yours though. I'm what ready. was your goosebump? Well, my book is actually <laughs> kind of weird because it is from 2012. And oh, it's from the Goosebumps Wanted series? Mhm. Um and it's called Wanted the Haunted Mask. And now the Haunted Mask is one of the original Goosebumps books from the 90s. Yeah. So this one is not exactly the same. 
it's kind of like a revamp of the original, let's say. Okay. And it's a- it actually tells two stories that kind of like start at the same place and then end in the same place. And then they split off and do their own thing in the middle. So it's two stories and it's told in three parts. So part one is the prologue, I guess, where you get the backstory of these haunted masks. And you meet this old man character who lived like 40 years ago or something like that. And he runs a mask shop and he's walking home one night and it's all foggy and spooky and he keeps hearing something behind him, but there's no one there. And then he gets home and his estranged brother knocks on his door (gasps) and (laughs) wants to sell him these masks. And... He picks them up, and they feel really warm, and they feel like they are alive, and you find out that they are made of human skin. (laughs) (laughs) And so the brother um, eventually, like, forces the old man to put on this mask, and it gets, like, attached to his own face. And it changes his personality as well and makes him very, like, angry and enraged. And so he can't take it off, and the brother leaves and takes all the other masks with him. And so he's, the the old man is just, like, destroying his house, trying to rip his face off. And he does, and he rips off his own skin. Oh, no! Yeah, so pretty much immediately I was like, oh, these are a lot darker than I thought that they were going to be. Because it's... He's ripped off his own face, and he's walking around his house just, like, dripping blood and looking for a place to die. Holy shit. It's very sad. And there was also a dog, and the dog was... Oh, it just broke my heart. I'm a, I, love, I love me some puppers. Me and too. So, anyway. So, the part one ends, and he um, hides the mask in a trunk in his attic, and then uh, climbs into the closet and dies there. And then jump to 40 years later, and you meet uh, Luann and Devin, I think. And they are um, friends, and there's a Halloween party coming up, and Luann is really dreading going, because this party, her, her name is Polly, and her parties are always really boring, and you have to pay money to get in, and then you don't even have a good time. Oh, and awful. she's like... 13 and their party the parties are like baby parties and she wants to have like cool teen parties and whatever (laughs) you know you know the sort (laughs) so she really doesn't want to go and Devin is like well I would rather be going to Polly's party than doing what I have to do my dad bought a pumpkin farm and I have to go and help sell pumpkins for the next week And that's what I'm going to be doing, so I would much rather be going to this really bogus party instead. Um, And so that's where the two stories splits. Um, And so we get uh, story number one, which is about the haunted mask. And basically Luann finds the mask in Polly's house, because Polly's house is now the old man's house. And puts it on to go and prank all of the other kids and um she's doing it with a couple of her friends and her friends are just wearing like regular scary costumes and so they go and they like run downstairs and they scare everybody and then her two friends are like oh no we can't get our masks off 
but then they can and it's a joke and then Luann is like wait guys I can't get my mask off and they're like okay no you already did that joke like we don't believe you like just take off the mask and she's like no really I can't take the mask off and then that kind of sends her over the edge and then she's getting taken over by this mask and she just just rips up the whole town she's just like she destroys Polly's house she's running around the city she's like throwing rocks at windows and she's like yelling at kids and stealing candy and all of this shit she like rips tires off of a car at one point so she suddenly has super strength i don't know (laughs) and she finds someone who tells her that um to get the mask off um they're the only thing that will remove the mask is an act of kindness and she's like okay i will try to do that but then she keeps like I don't know, other stuff keeps happening and whatever. And then, so she's just running. And then that's where it goes into part two, which is Devin's story on the pumpkin farm. And basically, all of the pumpkins are alive. And weird stuff keeps happening, but only he is seeing it. Oh, that's weird. And his dad doesn't believe him. Ah, yes. Yeah. (laughs) More grown-ups not believing kids. (laughs) So... Yeah, so he keeps trying to, like, prove to his dad that the farm is, like, cursed or whatever, and that they're not safe there. And it gets to the point where, like, the vines are trying to come into his window and, like, attack him. So he's getting pretty scared. And so he meets this um, boy that's, like, also his age that lives nearby that is helping them out. And, man, it get this story got really weird, <laughs> to be honest. I don't know if I liked it yeah (laughs) anyway fast forward and you find out that um or no the boy tells Devin that the pumpkin farm was built on a graveyard right and so the dead people's spirits are like in the pumpkins and in the vines and that's why they're alive totally and you also find out that there is um like, a grandmaster of the graveyard that's, like, the most powerful ghost, and their power is the highest on Halloween, and this oh. is, like, the day before Halloween, because right. of course it is, and there's been this really weird cat the whole time, and so Devin is just like, okay, the cat is the grandmaster, and I can't trust the cat, because the cat is always just, like, nearby and staring at him and whatever, and um, the other kid, whose name I don't remember always acts really weird around the cat and so then it's the final night and he has arranged to chat with this other boy whose name i super don't remember um to get more information because he's like it's almost halloween everything's just gonna go buck wild and i just need more information from you and he's like uh i don't really want to say anything else because the cat he's blah 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 but yeah okay sure so they meet at night and Devin sees the boy pull himself up out of the ground <laughs> to come and meet him. And so he's like, oh, you're a dead person. Okay, so no, I can't trust you. And um, it turns out that they've, like, dug this grave and they want, like, Devin to come and live with them. Mm. Um, and then it was the, there's, like, this other character and it's the boy's mom. And she's like, I specifically picked you because you're around my kid's age and now you can be together forever and just be friends. And um, Devin is like, 
cat, you're the grandmaster. You're so powerful. You can save me. And they're like, actually, no, it was just a cat the whole time. And <laughs> it was this boy's mom is actually the grandmaster. And so you're like, oh, no, Devin's going to die. And then Luann, in her mask, comes and, like, crashes into them. And they fight and eventually, eventually like, forces them to uh, jump into the grave saving Devin. Or, no, it's... Wait, hang on. <laughs> what even happened? The story was really weird. No, okay, the fight goes back and forth, and Luann is about to get thrown into um, the grave, and Devin saves her, not knowing that it was Luann, because she's got this crazy monster mask on. Right. And so Luann is like, oh my god, I look like this crazy monster, and you saved me, and then the mask comes off. And so Aww. she throws that into the grave, and then the I, the pumpkin patch is, like, still cursed but they nothing ever really comes of that again they were just like oh well halloween's over and i don't have to live on this farm anymore so i guess it's fine (laughs) and then um the story ends with uh polly finding one of the other masks in the attic and putting it on oh no yeah that was wild oh and then the old man is also a ghost at some point i don't know oh yeah it was a lot I'm sorry like that I'm sorry that that took so long, but yeah, I ha- I had two stories to read basically. Yeah, you had a lot to unpack in that. Yeah, book. yeah, Mine it was, was a like lot. pretty <clears throat> cut and dry story, spooky town, everybody dies except the the family. Yeah, yeah. So, so this whole um, trope with my favorite word I use it every episode it seems. I don't think with, so. With the uh, parents not believing the kids, it was oh, so yeah. annoying. Like, I thought that, you know, being an adult now, even though I don't have children yet, I have watched some things from my childhood, and I've been like, wow, the main character kid is just so unreasonable. Like, his parents were just trying to do a good job, whatever. Yeah. And this was just really annoying at one point in my book amanda's dad literally says to her stop seeing things okay like yes. she's fucking asking devin's dad to does the same ghosts. thing to him yeah yeah 100 like, he's like hell? please stop making things up and why can't you just be a team player and just suck it up it's only a couple days like just yeah. make the most of it and devin's like literally thinking that he's going crazy yeah and his dad is just like no, just like I think he actually tells him to like man up at one point. Oh, gross. Or some it was something that was like made me a little bit upset. Yeah. I mean, anyway. Your story sounds so spooky. Like it's very interesting that these stories were written 20 years apart. Um mm-hmm. cuz mine seemed very like tame in comparison. There is a couple of moments that could have been I think more spooky. Like, at one point, Amanda sees the ghost of this girl on her stairs, and she's, like, grinning at Amanda in a very creepy way. Mm. And there was nothing, but it turns, like, she's an apparition, she leaves, she never really comes back into the mix. And um, the spookiest thing is that, I guess maybe it's more of, like, a Children of the Corn sort of thing, where all the kids that Amanda and Josh are hanging out with, they, like, do weird things together it's 11 30 they're all like oh we all have to go home for lunch right now 
Mm. Um, yeah. That sort of thing. It wasn't, it never got to that point where I think even as a kid I would have been too spooked, maybe. I don't know right. if I read this one as a kid. I remember reading one about, like, a mummy. I mean, I'm and... sure I didn't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The mummy one is pretty iconic. Yeah. Um, There's a vampire one that I may have, like, picked up and flipped through. Hmm. I remember that. I remember a vampire one. Yeah. That's kind of all I remember. Yeah. Which is funny because there were so many. <laughs> you just think that I would have remembered more, but I super didn't. Yeah, but there are so many, so it's maybe easily, or you can get easily confused with all of the different topics that Arlstein covers. Yeah, and that's why I was confused with the book that I got at first, because I was like, oh, The Haunted Mask, like, that's one of the original ones. Mm -hmm. And no, this is very, very similar, but it is a new book, and it has another story with it. So mine was, like, 200 and something pages because of that and yeah yeah, i looked i actually looked up like the plot of the original haunted Mm -hmm. mask story and there are only minor changes that have been made to it okay the character names are different the character personalities are a little bit different Mm -hmm. um the main girl in the original story is like very timid and afraid of everything um but the main character in this one luann she's like a prankster and yeah. she just wants to prank everybody all the time. <laughs> Which is pretty funny. Prank. So she was an interesting character to read. That's good. And I could definitely feel the, like, I don't know. I don't want to call it teen angst because it wasn't angst. But she was definitely, like, you could tell that she was 13. And she knew what she liked. And she knew what she, like, wanted to do. Like, she was really coming into her own. And she knew that she, like, wasn't a little kid anymore. That's good. So, yeah. Yeah. Devin, I didn't really get a good sense of his character because as soon as he arrived on the farm, weird stuff started happening. So he was just like, just spooked the whole time. (laughs) And so I was like, I don't know who you would be outside of this. Whereas Luann, there was a lot more lead up to her finding the mask and like, I don't know, being changed by it. Yeah. So. I guess it was probably more important to see the changes to her character than the changes to Devin. I mean, the book is called The Haunted Mask and not The Haunted Pumpkin, Pumpkin Farm. <laughs> yeah. So besides all of the spooky stuff, like, did you find your story to be, like, believable in any no. way? No. No. Paranormal stuff has never done anything for me. No, I mean, but I mean, like, beside all, besides all that, like, forget the, forget the dead people, forget the mask, like, not coming off and changing Luann's personality, like... Just like That's the, the story, though. No, I know, but, like, the very basics of it, like, um, Devin, like, going to work at the pumpkin patch, Luann. Oh, going to I this see. Party. Just, like, the core. Yeah. I guess choices that are made. Yeah. Right? Um, yes. At least for mine, it was, like, all three characters that I met in the three separate parts, mm-hmm. they all had pretty distinct voices. Mm-hmm. Like, you could tell them apart, and the writing style had changed for um, each of them, and I felt like they were all justified in the choices that they made. Yeah. Like, I could understand why they were doing it, but I, I yeah, no, I didn't believe it from a paranormal perspective. No. 
<laughs> Sorry, I misunderstood you. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah, I mean, I did, yeah, I, there were times when um, I was frustrated with the adults, but that's what it's like when you're that age. Yeah, for you know? sure. When you are, like, 12 and 13, because, like, you know a lot more than you did when you were a kid, but... I have also found myself, like, as an adult, looking at 12 and 13-year-olds being like, you don't know anything. <laughs> Jon Snow, you know nothing. Like, <laughs> but I don't know. We need to give, we need to give young, preteens and early teenagers more credit. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. What about for you? No. That's why oh. I brought it up. Cause, oh, like, okay. Interesting. Yeah. So, basically, my whole story started because this family just fucking picked up and moved like on a whim because they got this free house mm. in dark wood or whatever deadwood i don't know i like and, deadwood let's, <laughs> let's call it deadwood okay and um the, like the dad literally is like okay i'm quitting my job this is my chance to become a writer like we're moving to this town that oh. we don't know anybody i've never heard of this great uncle before but i'm gonna go live in his house because it's huge Oh, yeah. yeah, that's got, like, bad news written all over it. Yeah, for sure. And then, so that, that, with that in mind, I wanted to ask, like, would you do that if... No! Let's, let's forget that... I would be like, this is a scam. No, let's forget that that he hadn't heard of his great uncle before. Like, say if your aunt or something that lives far away died and left you their house like would you just decide to pick up and move there well okay emma you have to understand i live in vancouver i will never be able to afford a house here i don't know if i'll ever be able to afford a house but i mean like the the other option those i would check it out yeah the other option those to just sell the house there you are buy another house in your city that's true i probably wouldn't be excited to move to the middle of buttfuck nowhere (laughs) But I would, like, go and I would check it out. Yeah. And then if I got creepy vibes, then I would just try to sell it. Yeah, I don't think I that I would just, like, pick up and move on a whim. And Maybe the dad was, like, really unhappy with his job or whatever, but... I guess so. With the pumpkin patch in my book, it was, like, they... Devin's dad had lost his job a couple years ago, and he was always trying to find... Uh, ways to make money and like get rich quick schemes so that had already been established so it like wasn't out of the ordinary see that's for better this to be a thing for him yeah and so there's like 20 years in between when your book was published and yeah. when my book was published so that's very and interesting i think i'm gonna try to find the original um the haunted mask story and mm-hmm. compare it to this one because yeah maybe it'll be weirder I, I want to read more. I want to read more bumps now. Um, doesn't take long. Yeah, it literally took me, I think, an hour and a half to get through my book. Yeah, it took me a couple hours. I was like watching my friend's Twitch stream in the background, but mm-hmm. yeah, I read it in an evening. Yeah. The other thing that I didn't find very believable about this book, besides all of the spooky stuff, is just. The characters, Amanda and Josh, like, they seem to just be so scared all the time for Mm. pretty much no reason, it seemed. Other than, like, Amanda saw some spooky things in the house 
from what we learned of Josh, I don't think he saw anything. He had a couple like scary dreams, but immediately since he arrived at the house, he was like so frightened and so scared. And where was that yeah. coming from? They didn't know that the kids that they were hanging out with were dead. They just thought there was like some cool kids in town that wanted to hang. And Weird. Yeah, so they were like too motivated by fear at times but yeah, i guess and that's what it said what was the main character what the main character was like in the first printing of the haunted mask is that she was just very timid and very scared of everything mm-hmm. so i wonder if that was something that stein did for a lot of his main characters was to just like instead of writing things to be scary he just made the characters fearful scared yeah yeah yeah, I was kind of thinking of that because I have had a couple of experiences recently when I watch a movie or read a book and there are certain things that they put into those that make you like sympathize with the character and feel more for them. And right. so now I was just wondering when I was reading it if Stein made those characters more fearful to get the kids to like sympathize and then also like become fearful like them put themselves could have been in a little bit of both shoes. yeah yeah because i'm sure like as a child everything is just very extreme and i don't think they would pick <laughs> up on this like high level of fright and fear so i don't know man i don't know <laughs> stu- i don't know the stuff that was happening in the book that i read were like i think it was enough you know, and I think maybe that was also why I didn't really like Devin's story as much mm-hmm. because it seemed to come out of nowhere. Yeah. And the character wasn't well established and he just spent the entire book or the, yeah, the entire time just being like afraid, really. You meet him very briefly in the beginning and then he goes off to this pumpkin farm and then it's just like spook city and then mm-hmm. that's his whole character. Because he's just afraid and confused and like, that's fair, but it's like, I don't know who you were before. <laughs> so I don't, so this change isn't significant to me. Whereas Luann's character story was like much more interesting. <laughs> she had a very strong personality and then she was like being possessed by this mask. And so there was this like constant inner struggle that she had to go through of like the mask taking over and these like really violent urges and then her trying to like still be herself and to think reasonably and to try and figure out what this like act of kindness meant so that story was really good pumpkin patch story i could uh, it could have been cut i don't care (laughs) yeah how do you feel about paranormal stuff I am intrigued by it. Like, I I get really spooked by it now if I watch a movie with ghosts. I have a hard time with that. Like, The Conjuring that came out, I thought that was pretty spooky. Okay. Um, I didn't see it. I It was a really good film. I cool. freaking love Vera Farmiga or whatever her name is. Um, <laughs> she was in Bates Motel. Oh, okay, yeah. She's just, like, an amazing actress. I'm so into that. Um, But I guess in the horror genre, it's something that I would seek out over a gory horror flick. I'm not into those at all. Um, I agree. 
so I guess I have like mild interest in paranormal paranormal stuff. Yeah. I think I believe in ghosts. I don't know. I've scared I... myself enough times that I think I should. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I've heard so many stories that it's like, well, clearly something is happening, right? But then I personally have had no experiences. And I also just don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think that I do believe in ghosts. Let me I'm tell not gonna you. Totally rule it out. Let tell me tell me. you my least, <laughs> I don't know what you want to call it, brave moment in my life, probably. Okay. So about six years ago, I was house-sitting my dad's place when he lived in that big house in Nanaimo. Mm-hmm. And, um he was in Cuba or something like that. And basically my MO, like when I would come home from work, I would stop and rent a couple of movies, like three movies. And then I just sit and watch them. I don't think I was in school. Um, or maybe I was, and I would watch them and do homework anyways, whatever, like university stuff. So it was definitely early on in the trip. I was supposed to stay there for two weeks and I think I ended up staying two or three days because that oh, house yeah. kind of always gave me the chills because when It's we kind first... of a spooky house, yeah. Yeah, it was. Like, it's just like a continuous circuit. Like, and it's big. It's big. It makes noises. Yeah. yeah. And old. And then when we first moved into it, my dad convinced me for a very long time that two people had been murdered in our house. What the fuck, Dad? Yeah, he was like, I went to the <laughs> bank today and the teller at the bank saw my address and she was like oh no you live in that house don't you remember the news stories and I was like 12 and I believed him for so long no so that's kind of what started it all I think in my mind (laughs) sorry dad um and then that's rough I was watching tv we had a pretty big like um old school kind of TV so it was big and heavy and had like a really thick flat top so you could put stuff on top of it yeah the old CRTs yes and on top of this TV was one of those flameless candles oh nice and so I was just sitting watching a movie and the fucking candle jumps off the TV Ooh! I, (laughs) I immediately turn it off pack my shit drive to my mom's house, and I'm like, I'm not spending another night in this house by myself. (laughs) I left the candle where it was. I would go and I'd check on the house while my dad was away. Like, I went every day to go look at it, but it was fine. My dad comes back. I meet him at the house. He can tell that I haven't been there for a while. He's like, what's going on? So I go and I show them the candle. I'm like, this fucking fell off the TV and it's way too far. (laughs) It did not just slide off, like, it kind of, like, it jumped off. Yeah. And, my, and my dad and Debbie, they were like, oh, no, that's terrible. You must have been so scared. And then I think it was Debbie. She goes and picks up the candle. She looks at the bottom, and the fucking battery compartment had, like, popped open. Okay. And that's what had forced it to come off the TV. Like, it was just a shitty, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. plastic thing that didn't hold together. And so it just fell apart and yeah, the spring, basically. like, popped it off. <laughs> yep. I... Oh, dear. Yeah. They still bring it up sometimes. I'll never forget. But what I made was... the backing come off? Oh, no. It was just broken or something. Okay. I don't oh, know. God. I just felt, like, peed my pants, though. I was so scared. 
That sucks. Like, this is it. This is my ghost encounter. Yeah, it's happening. Yeah. So, I mean, just because I'm so scared of that particular incident, I think that's what I was like, ghosts are, are a thing. Like, yeah, for sure. 100%. I, yeah. Even though your own specific you know, ghost encounter was just not. Yeah, for sure. It's just one of those things, cool. you know, you never know until the, the heat of the moment what you truly believe in or not. And this was I guess that's just, true. This was that time that Yeah. You know, I I otherwise I wouldn't have been so scared. I would have gone and like looked at the candle, seen like, oh, the backing just came off. It's fine. That's true. Yeah, but no, you packed your bags and you ran. Yeah, I, yeah. You're like, I'm out of here. I think I even had to, like, eat a late fee on that movie because I wouldn't go take it out of the player. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. You were still still renting uh, hard copies of movies six years ago? That doesn't sound right. Yeah, because Netflix was, like, just becoming a thing. They didn't have a very good selection yet on. Oh. Yeah, I remember. Wow. I remember it was, like, hard to that find... That wasn't that long ago. No, I know. It was, like, hard to find something to watch on Netflix. Not because there is so much to choose from, either. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely different now. Yeah. Now I'll just sit for an hour and scroll through Netflix and be like, oh, okay, well, I don't actually want to watch anything anymore. Or I don't have time to watch anything anymore. Yeah, time to move on to something else, because all yeah. my, like, watching time <laughs> is Eight over. Up. Okay, let's get into our rubric. Let's do it. So I have a fun extra rubric item that I want to add for this particular episode. Okay. And we have our fun factor, but also our fear factor. Yay! Yay! That is a great idea. I (laughs) love that. (laughs) I just thought of it five minutes ago. Um, How how are we going to have to, are we going to have to get the rights from joe rogan to use that no well i don't it. think he owns fear factor he just hosted it we'll spell it f-e-r-e no we won't fair factor just fear. don't tell anyone f-e-e-r factor fear factor, factor. we're not doing that <laughs> no it's fine uh just we just won't anyone, print it it's fine. we're saying it they can't prove they they'd have to listen to this whole episode and who's gonna do that and anyone who does won't rat us out right like nine people <laughs> We have more listeners than that. I know. Okay. Uh, fear factor. All you right. go first. How, how spook was your book? How spooked was my boop? It <laughs> was, I don't know, like a one spoop. It was one spoop. Really? Yeah. It just wasn't that scary. Even your guy like ripped off that mask off his face and he ripped his face off? That's true. Okay. It started strong. And then it dropped off pretty suddenly from there. That was the scariest part because it was just too real, you know? It was, like, very, very panicked, really wanting to get this thing off. And then he does, and it just rips off his entire face. It was very saw. Uh, all right, maybe two spoops. <laughs> just okay. two spoops. The rest, of it, the rest of it was really tame. And, yeah. yeah, as I mentioned before, paranormal stuff, like, doesn't do it for me it just like doesn't scare me anymore so yeah it doesn't float your fine. boat yeah it doesn't you know put the put the poop in my pants <laughs> that's good to know yeah what about you i how, how spooked I, was your boop i'm gonna give it like a a one spoop yeah 
Yeah. It was kind of spook. Like, there's definitely a couple moments that I thought were very good. Like, kind of like, <gasps> moments. Gasp moments, if you will. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you will. <laughs> um, but yeah, a lot of it, I think it had the potential for more spook. Yeah, definitely. My boop could have been more spook. What about fun factor? Uh, I'm gonna give it, like, four goosebumps out of ten for the book itself, but Mm -hmm. then for my experience reading the book, I'm gonna give it six goosebumps out of ten. That's pretty high. Yeah, I I had an enjoyable time reading it. Like, I read it in one sitting, and it didn't seem like a huge ordeal. I enjoyed reading it, and I wanted to know more of what was happening, because all of the chapters ended in this very, in these very intense cliffhangers, like, every single chapter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, whose hand is touching her shoulder? And, oh, it's her brother. What's that girl on the stairs? Oh, it's just a guy. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My so. book did the same thing a couple times. But <laughs> yeah. for the most part, I didn't really notice when the chapters ended because I would just, like, continuously read yeah. from one page to another. So I wasn't paying attention to the chapter breaks. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's a really fast read. Yeah. It kept me entertained sure. the whole way through. So, yes, I think I'll agree with you on Fun Factor because I did consider putting it down at one point I was like oh I'll read part one this night and then I'll read part two tomorrow and then I was just like whipping through it and I was having a pretty good time so I was like yeah no I'll just read the whole thing so yeah it was good um although the mask story definitely ranks higher than the pumpkin story for me (laughs) and it also ended very abruptly and there was just like no I don't know I didn't really like the the like denouement or whatever so whatever it's whatever it's fine that's fine but yeah was it worth it for you i think so i mean i've never properly read a goosebumps book before so yeah i'm glad that i did it and i actually got a sense of like what rl stein's writing is actually about and and i wasn't and I wasn't scared, and I didn't have any nightmares. So yeah, it was worth it. Yay. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? Uh, yeah. I mean, I had a good time reading it, but I'm not really sure if I got anything out of it that I didn't get as a kid. So that's fair. I know, like in the Neopets episode, I think I had the same sort of was it worth it um, result, and. Mm-hmm. Now, but I skewed it the other way where I was like, oh, it's the same as when I was a kid, so it was great. It was totally worth it. Right. Uh, but this, but this one, time you're going the opposite way. Yeah. I, That's fine. I kind of wish that there was something else in the books that I could have picked up on as an adult reader that I would not have picked up on as a child. But I guess when you're writing... Yeah, like, some sort of like deeper meaning, but yeah. it just is what it is. But I guess also, because I have read quite a bit of young adult fiction as an adult, and you definitely have those, like, layers that you have to kind of get through. Or not have to, but you can get through in those books. And I have If you want to lot. peel the onion, you can peel the onion. <laughs> if you but want. But you can also just eat it whole. Into a whole. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Thank you. 
you get me. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I guess, like, I haven't really read any kids' books, and Goosebumps is definitely a children's series. Like, it's not young adult. It's meant for young readers, and so there's just, yes. like, not a lot beyond what's going on the surface. Yeah. Um, pretty much just surface level, and that's fine. Yeah. And it is fine, but then I'm like, I had a good time, but I didn't have an a better time. time. I didn't, yeah, I didn't have a better time now that I'm like an adult. It was, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, so That's totally fine. Are you gonna read another Bumps? I am very curious to read the original Haunted Mask to see how it compares to this one. Because I kind of, I thought that that's what I was picking up at first, but yeah, turns out that I got the twenty year revamp, <laughs> which was pretty good. So I I would be curious to see if the older one is, you know, dated or if I like the main character at all because it sounds like she kind of is a little bit flat and maybe boring. But yeah, I don't know. Other than that, I don't know that I will read any more books just because I I already have a very long to read list and I've just got that big stack on my nightstand constantly of books that I need to read (laughs) and I just don't think that I can add anything else to it right now yeah um would you watch the movie I was going to for this episode but then I just didn't have time that's fair. So, are you going to watch the new one? That's out in like I don't know. I think it comes out in October. That would make sense, right? I don't know. I'm going to have to like see a trailer, get more information. I yeah, don't think no I'm going to watch yet. the Jack Black one. I'm not really interested in it. Like I only would have watched it for this episode. Yes. But I will find out and some more. And the trailer information. for that movie made it look not very good. So. No. I will find out some more information about this new Goosebumps movie. But I'll bef- keep an eye on it, like as bef- as we get into fall. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't think I I don't, I don't do think I care that episode. much. Special episode going to the movies. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it right now. I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> but yeah, but it was good. So you're talking about how your book was like a 20-year revamp, and I totally forgot about this because I just took a picture of it on my phone. I didn't make any notes or anything. Mm. But so the copy that I was reading was also kind of, well, it was just a reprint. So it came out again in like 2010. Right. And I found as I was reading, when they dis- when Amanda and Josh like discover that all the kids are dead, they find their gravestones. Is that what mm-hmm. they're called? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, um... Gravestones or headstones. Yeah. That's so all the, the, same. the first Tombstones. kid that they find... Like, this book was written in 1982. The first kid they find, he dies in, like, 1989. That's fine. But yeah. the next two kids died in 2004. Whoa! Yeah. So, I wish I could have found, like, an original copy so I could have compared... Because yeah. I don't think this takes place in the future. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. So I was just like, how weird is it, though, to change some of the gravestone dates and not the others? Like, you're still like, expecting them to do, like, kids to do some math or something like that. Like, Right. Anyways. 
Yeah, and this was also, like, well, I mean, this still happens now, but this was at a time when, like, when there was a new book, like, you would go out to get it right away, and you'd be very excited to read your new book. So people would, like, the kids would have been reading it, like, that year. Although I guess that is book number one, so maybe the kids didn't know. Never mind. Anyways. Uh, just ignore me. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, no, I think they did do reprints of these yeah, um, well, obviously. And, and I think they reprinted them and numbered them in a different order is oh, another thing. That's weird. Yeah. So when um, Welcome to Dead House was reprinted as classic Goosebumps, it was reprinted as number 13. What? Yep. What's number one? Night of the Living Dummy. Oh, I do remember that one. Yeah, he's like the main baddie slappy in the 2015 film. Gotcha. Slappy the Dummy. Which is a terrible name. Totally. That sucks. <laughs> anyway. Uh, any any last remarks? No. Uh, yeah, me neither. Okay, bye. Yep. See ya. No, we're just <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Let's so wrap much. this thing up. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We obviously had a fun time with our goosebumps. Uh, and now we want to hear from you. What's something that you've tried and you want to try again or you want us to try it? doesn't have to be something we've tried before. You obviously can't tell. So How would you know? How would Unless you we know? Unless we tell you. <laughs> you don't know us. Um, yeah, so if you want us to try something, you can get at us on Twitter at ImpressionsPod and Facebook, Instagram, and Vero at Second Impressions Podcast. And you can also email your suggestions to Second Impressions Podcast at gmail.com. And if you do do that, <laughs> do do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> good one, dude. Nice one. Thank you. If Very you, good. If you do that, please let us know what your first impression was and we'll add it into the show because that would be fun and flavorful. Yeah. Uh, and thanks to Keegan for our lovely artwork. And thank you, Travis, for our music. My name is Danica. And my name's Emma. We'll talk at you next time. Goosebumps.